You're listening to Talk Jive Radio. I'm Kelly. And I'm Thomas III. We're the damn Indians. Oh no, Tiger Woods. Like a single single car at rollover accident. He hurt his leg really bad. They had to reconstruct his his uh leg with pins and rods and his ankle and all kinds of things. So um we're glad that he's okay and that he's he is survive he is going to survive. It's just gonna be a long road to recovery. Yeah, and and you know You just hope that there was no alcohol or pills or anything like that involved, you know, with his with his history and everything. Um, You just got to you just got to hope that that's uh, not the case, you know. Um, God, I didn't even think about that, because, see, that's the thing about, you know, that about addiction as well as I do is that once you know a lot of addicts will refuse their pain meds yeah you know because because of all that so but i mean something like that i don't know how you could like well he had just had he had just had a surgery mm-hmm. so I don't, and that's, so were the, that's were why the pills, you know were the I, well, nobody they, nobody's they nobody saying anything they're still investigating they said he and, he didn't appear to be under the influence of anything so that's good that's good and he was he was because that was the first thing i was worried about because just because of his history you know <clears throat> but yeah uh hope he hope he makes a recovery you know it sucks because he was he was kind of back to that point where he was a threat every week you know where he he had a possibility of of winning uh, winning a tournament at any time, and uh, you know, this is one of those setbacks is gonna it's gonna take him a while if he ever does get back to that level again. But um, I, I couldn't put anything past Tiger. I mean, that's a different type of dude right there. Yes, indeed. Um, so yeah, we we wish him a a you know a. I say a speedy recovery, but how do you how do you speedily recover from that? And see, that's that's a thing too. Like sometimes you just don't even know what to say. Like I'm socially awkward, so I never <laughs> know what to say to comfort anybody. Or and I'm not a hugger, you know. So yeah. I don't like. I'm not like affection. Like I'm not just gonna like hug and like you know. <laughs> Listen to me. I'm uncomfortable just even talking about it. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So, I mean, there's yeah, it, it gets like that sometimes. You just, I mean, there there's a lot of things that you just you can't empathize with because you've never been in that situation. You know what I mean? Or like, like you, you can't think of what to tell Tiger about losing a season in golf or whatever because that's not even like <laughs> it's not even <laughs> something that you know, whatever even be in your wheelhouse, like, you just kind of like, oh, well, I hope you get better. I mean. Well, and I don't know what it's like to, you know, God willing so far, knock wood. Um, you know, I haven't had to, had that kind of injury to have all to All that recover. rehab yeah, and all that kind of so stuff. so I've and... been very fortunate like that, you know, and he's, yeah, you're right. He just <coughs> had a, uh, a surgery. 
and so it's uh it's really unfortunate that that he has to to go through this but uh, but hopefully he'll he'll get back yet again um so there's a yeah i guess i guess he was filming these these commercials he had been um given like celebrities kind of like golf lessons Uh for these nike commercials because i just seen the one that he did with d wade they leaked some of that footage and he was on his way to go do another one with uh, Jared Goff and uh, who else was it? It was somebody else that he was on his way on the other side of L.A. Because he was going from one shoot to the other. Ah. And that was when he wrecked. So, um, yeah, apparently, I guess it was a... There wasn't anybody else involved. There wasn't any other cars involved or anything like that. It was just a single car ro- uh, rollover. But, um, but yeah, I said one of them was a compound fracture. Mm. Um, broke his ankle. It was it was quite a bit of damage that was done. So, hope him a speedy recovery. Yes, indeed. That's just that's just terrible, and we we want him to get better. Um. I want to uh, shift gears a little bit to talk about the United engine that started coming apart in midair over Denver. It had just taken off. It was in the air for four minutes. And I got to tell you, I like window seats. I like window seats. But if I turned and saw this engine engine coming coming apart apart (laughs) and on fire... I mean, kudos to the people on there. Like, I it really would be like that scene on Airplane where they're shaking and slapping that lady because she's yeah. all panicking. They're all like lined up to shake her and slap her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's how I would be right then. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people that would be, and and you know that that pilot to hold it together and land that plane. I mean, that's that was crazy. But, uh, and they they still yeah. haven't released the name of the pilot, like they haven't publicly released it because once they do, I mean, talk it's about I mean over. like Sully Sullenberg, it'll be that yeah. all over again, and that guy's gonna be on a tour, on a speaking tour, or or a woman, you know. Oh, actually, it was a man because you could hear him call call the Mayday on the Mayday call. But uh, yeah, it, it's talk about calm and collected under pressure yeah that was crazy have a whole have a whole plane full of people you're not even supposed to be traveling it's covid (laughs) (laughs) yeah shouldn't have been that many people on there but i mean like the the air travel industry took a hit right i mean oh yeah is this is this like some effects of that are they cutting corners or was this some plane that was sitting for too long or i mean well they were talking about metal fatigue that's what you know because they were they were showing these different places like metal fatigue i'm like metal fatigue if you're, you you're, the, your plane you're the engineer. Get to the point of metal fatigue. You're the engineer. What does that mean? 
what what does that mean? Like break it down for for us for us folks who who don't know what that means. Metal fatigue would be when uh, what I would think it is um, would be when metal, uh, you know, has a kind of flexibility. Um, every every metal has a uh, a, a ratio kind of, of of flexibility, how much it can flex without um, damaging itself. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, stuff like aluminum and stuff like that is really really flexible other stuff has a lot stronger you know tensile strength and all that kind of stuff but once it gets bent too far over and over then that's going to make that thing start to break it's just like taking a piece of wire and bending it in the same place over and over you see it start getting hot eventually it's going to break so to me if you're allowing an engine to get to the point of metal fatigue that thing should have been out of commission a long ass time ago like it shouldn't get to that point well and they grounded them they grounded all the 777s (laughs) grounded all of them and so and and here here's the larger one what was the what was the plane that was that went down overseas that Remember they grounded all those? 787. So these are 787 Max. So this is a Boeing problem. There's something going on with Boeing. Well, that and and here's another thing too. What about the inspectors? Don't they inspect these planes before they're sending them into the air? Please say yes, because I've I was flying so much. Well, that's what I'm saying though. Like with with the pandemic and less people traveling who's to say they haven't laid off a mechanic here there you know somebody that was supposed to be doing this checklist that you know oh so-and-so was supposed to pick up that duty but i guess he didn't (laughs) you know what i mean like i don't know i mean you know how it is whenever whenever you gotta cut corners you gotta start cutting people and other people have to take up that slack and then they don't. Yeah. I mean. And then your plane goes in the air with metal fatigue and <laughs> yeah. the engine starts coming apart over yeah. Denver, like over suburban <laughs> Denver. Like I yeah, cannot like, even imagine like this huge giant fuselage was in this dude's front yard. <laughs> like damaged his house. Like, yeah. uh, And I don't know if you know this, folks, but these airplanes are gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, and and people were hearing it. Like, people were watching it like, we, we thought for sure it was going to crash. Four minutes in. So that I mean, means it, four minutes back, right? So that that's scary enough. Like, being in the plane and looking at outside and looking at your engine on fire. What if, what if you're, like, on the ground and you're watching a plane, like, you know, in if you're living in Denver, it's probably a regular route that planes go over a lot. You know what I mean? You, oh, where yeah. Where your house is at, that kind of thing. You're used to planes coming. You look up, and you're like, oh, shit, I think that plane's on fire. 
Oh shit, is that coming this way? Oh shit. Yeah, I mean like you like what what do you do? Start running? I mean Yeah. I have first starters, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get the hell out of there. <laughs> and then, I mean, you know, run it's, like it's hell. Like, could you could you could you accurately predict the the direction that this thing is gonna go like while it's in the air like <laughs> trying to crash land like I you may run right you may run right to where it's going <laughs> <laughs> be in worse situation than if you just sat yeah. there <laughs> like running run into the path of it you know what I mean like I don't know like I don't know that that'd just be a that'd be a crazy ass situation to be in like and that's if you were watching it. Like if yeah, if, if you're living near attention. the airport and I, and I've had, and I've had, uh, I lived close to DFW. And so you, you get to a point where you don't even hear don't it even anymore. You don't recognize it. You don't hear it. And so, but they said it had a loud boom, but you know, even then you hear a loud boom, <laughs> a lot of people, that's not cause for people to like run out a lot. No, I mean, like anybody that's lived anywhere around Lawton, you know, knows that loud booms don't mean shit. <laughs> so going on about your day, and then all of a sudden you see a giant, you know, pieces of an airplane landing in your backyard. <laughs> yeah. On fire. And and the, yeah. the miraculous thing was nobody was hurt. Nobody was yeah. hurt. Nobody died that's miraculous indie. Like that's, that's the creator like telling Boeing, like y'all better look at this shit. Seven, seven, seven. And those are, those are really popular planes. Really popular. But they said United is the only carrier that, that has them in service right now. I don't know about that, but so why would the rest of them be out of service? And that's, I mean, do they know that there's something wrong with these things? And they're just, they're like running with it. Like, hey, let's just hope nothing happens. Like, <laughs> I I don't know, but it's, if the, <laughs> if the airline industry was doing like shite before and people like me who have traveled and traveled, especially by plane, like there's, when, when people, when, consistent business travelers start losing faith in airlines that's a problem right yeah i mean but how it, how else how else are you gonna get from yeah from it's, it's Oklahoma, okc to dc you know well you're getting, your pri- you're getting your private jet you know like like uh like the doctor up in you know in in norman <laughs> I thought everybody could do that. I was going to say, if I had private jet money. <laughs> I thought everybody could just get in their private jet and go try to overthrow the government. So there you go. Um, and I guess you can, but <laughs> I can't. So there you go. There you go with that. Um, but yeah. And so who's inspecting the planes? That's it's like I said, that's that's my bugaboo with this <laughs> yeah. is who is actually like whose job was it to notice who, that who's metal supposed fatigue? To be checking on that yeah who's, whose job was it to check the uh the blades because one of them like, like one of the blades was 
Yeah, what and and like a piece of that came off and damaged the underside of the plane too. There's a giant hole in the <coughs> underside of the plane. And this was four minutes. Like they were four minutes into their flight to Honolulu. I mean, they're they're lucky that it happened then, right? Yes. Like yes. That, that could have happened over the <laughs> That is a long, long flight. A lot of water there. That's a lot of water. Like, I don't know. Like, planes do make me nervous, like, a little bit. Like, I, you know, we went to Germany, 97, and, and it was like it was like a 10-hour flight, you know, like a direct flight from Fort Worth to, to uh, I can't remember where we went, what the, what the actual, I can't remember if it was Frankfurt or, I don't know, remember. But on the way back, we stopped. They, they pulled off. And we stopped in, in London and we could see Big Ben and uh, Wimbledon and all this different stuff, but they wouldn't let us off the plane. They said we're having engine problems. And then they pulled a couple of like uh, like Arabs off of the plane and we sat on the runway for a while and then they said, all right, we're good to go. And those people never got back on and we took off and it ended up being like a 13 hour flight on the way back. But that shit made me nervous. Like at first I was nervous because I thought we were really having engine trouble. And then I was, then I was nervous because I was like, oh shit, do we have some terrorists on our flight or what? Like, you know, so planes just in general make me nervous. Uh, but you know, I, I get it. How else are you going to, how else are you going to travel to Germany? If not by plane, by boat? Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to take a cruise ship over there. No, thank you. No, (laughs) thank you. Traveling like Jim Thorpe to the Olympics. mm -mm, I will take my chances on that transatlantic (laughs) flight. But here again, I mean, you just don't really know how much you're taking your chances. Like, you don't know how much you're taking your chances with this. Like, would you get back on the plane? They have the monopoly. You don't have the option to be like, oh, well, I'd rather just use some other transportation, some other company, you know. And would you get back on the plane? (laughs) Would you get back on a different plane that they, like, y'all are upgrading (laughs) me to first class, Y'all are like, yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. Oh, like, yeah, at that like, point, I'm like, Jesus. I'll... Maybe I shouldn't go to Honolulu. Yeah, maybe this is a sign. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and especially if you're sitting in that window seat, like, um, y'all are gonna have to work with me to get things rebooked, and you're upgrading me and all kinds of things because I am because I'm, I'm traumatized when I'm in now. A better, when I'm in a better mental state. Yeah, because I'm traumatized now. <laughs> so, exactly. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are Indigenous. We're Independent. We're them damn Indians at Talk Jive Radio.